glass case of emotion. Well, that's what we're here for. To get you out of your sports glass case of emotion. You're welcome. We are the Roar. Box with Brad and John. We were just talking about these new golf shoes that dropped today. They're Air Jordans. Uh, they're $230 a pair. <laughs> and I told you, I can't imagine uh, the first time I go play a muddy course wearing those. Oh my gosh, I would lose it, John. I would absolutely lose it. One time I was at a golf course. I'm not going to tell you which one. And um, my kids tell this story to this day because I think it's the funniest thing ever. My golf ball was laying in an area where I could reach it. Uh, the ground, I did not know it was if it was exactly solid. Sure. And so I went into it, literally went into the ground to get this one stupid white golf ball. Boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah, needless to say, uh, I came out without a shoe. <laughs> that shoe lived there. I hope you didn't pay two hundred and thirty-five dollars for those shoes that you that no, you lost. No, those were those were like a fraction of that, like a third or, or less of that. Uh, but yeah, they were. Um, that was. You imagine just the agony of that if you went down to get a golf ball in your shoe, you went right down into the ground. No, I, I genuinely can't. And, and you lost your Air Jordan. You had one. <laughs> just walk around with just one, one Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Be like. Um, yeah, the, the corner from Florida when he threw his, his Air Jordans around. But for that kind of prize, John, you, you're going to have to wear it. Like, So you're going to have to wear a different golf shoe on one foot, on your left foot, and your right foot's Air Jordan because you're wearing that $230. I'll get my money's worth. $115 Air Jordan, okay? It's not sitting up on the shelf for display, no. <laughs> I'm getting my money's worth. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think you and I play golf enough to justify this. Not a chance. Okay. <laughs> not a chance. But, God, you imagine the... I can't like, justify spending that type of money on any type of footwear. That was the funniest thing. My my kids were in the were on the ground laughing at me. Well, if I had been there, I'd I'd have been right there with them. I was almost knee deep. It went that I went that <laughs> far into the ground and my pulled my foot out and my shoe didn't come with it. Ugh. All well, for a it's stupid white ball that costs like four dollars. Or I don't know, hey, it might have been a dollar fifty ball for all I remember. That was just bad. That was that was really dumb. That was one of the dumbest things. <laughs> Texture says nothing says I'm a terrible golfer. Like, look at my $230 golf shoes. You're kind of right. Like, I get that. I mean, sometimes you see that guy show up at the course, decked out in the latest fit. You're like, come on, man. And then he shoots, you know, 112. <laughs> and you're like, okay, use that money on lessons, my friend. Or go just get a driving range membership, something. Something, but... Okay, you don't got to dress that, that impress. You don't got to impress me out there. I mean, know. I'm not saying everybody's Mickey Plower. Not everybody plays at that level, clearly, but um, you, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna show up in the Jordans, you, at least break a hundred. Fair enough. It's tough when you show up to the course looking like Harold Varner the third, decked out in Air Jordan material, <laughs> head to toe. Yeah, when you're shooting a one twenty. Harold Varner the third does not shoot one twenty. No, he doesn't. Maybe in a couple couple rounds, <laughs> but uh, he, he's not going to shoot that wearing wearing that. I, I bet I bet HV three is going to be wearing that. Those new Jordans. Oh, absolutely. They look phenomenal. I mean, I, I want nothing more than to have them, but I would never wear them, so why? 
Exactly. I mean, we, we live in the upset of South Carolina, John. Have you? It, 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 we get like a, a, a quarter an inch of rain, and you're you're walking in mud. We've already had holes. two seasons today, and it's ten a.m. Yeah, especially the El Nino year. Don't you're buy. All, you're don't all about buy, this El Nino this year. Don't buy your Jordans in an El Nino year. It's a bad idea for golf. Six five four Roar, you want to get in with us? Tennessee Steve is up first in this hour. Hey, Tennessee Steve, how are you? Just fine, thank you. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. That's good. Uh, you wouldn't even be talking about Florida State being in the ACC except for the fact that Bobby Bowden did not want to join the SEC and play that schedule. Simple as that. Yeah, maybe so. You're yeah, you're you're going back a ways in a in a, in a different time when. A lot of decisions were based on nothing that we base decisions on today. I mean, money always is a factor, but yeah, people cared more. There were people who cared more about who you were going to play in your route to winning more than they do now, for sure. That's a good point. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the money involved is nowhere near what it would have been then, but uh, he knew that SEC schedule was going to be brutal. He didn't want to mess with it. Yeah, you, you maybe I don't I don't exactly remember all the reasons that that you know occurred. I think Florida State came in after the SEC had expanded to Arkansas and, and South Carolina, but uh, there was you know right around the same time frame all that was happening. But uh, probably a good move there by Bobby. He dominated the ACC for a gazillion straight years. It felt like. Oh, he was a great coach. There, there was no and if you're a Florida State fan. It was a very smart move. <laughs> There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Tennessee Steve. Appreciate you getting in. All right. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Have a good weekend. Six five four, roar. John, can you believe that 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 decisions were made on something not involving money? Th- there was a stage in college athletics that was true. Simpler times. Now, money still was always the number one factor. But there were other reasons to. There were other factors. Yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah. Now everything's just driven by by money. The only thing that I mean, we used to adhere to geography. We used to adhere to um, you know like-minded academic institutions and all these different things. Now it's just money. We watched an entire conference, a Power Five league, disintegrate in front of our eyes over money. No other factor. There was no other reason that Oregon. And USC and UCLA and Washington had to go to the Big Ten. And then Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and all them, they couldn't stick around. There was no there was they just couldn't do it. They were gonna make well, any money. Yeah, I mean, what was it? They didn't have a TV contract. It was like what was it gonna be like an eighteen million payout with and you had to get so many subscriptions to hit what the Big Twelve was getting? The Apple TV. Yeah, game. after they had turned down fifty million per. That's the crazy thing, is they had it right there. And then they took less. Yeah. Money. Money has, (laughs) is, is, is the only, is it really the only motivating factor? At least, at least there were some, some other ramifications for why you made decisions. You considered some other things. Well, but the gaps weren't as huge. You're talking about. Over the over the course of a decade, you're only talking about a couple of million, as opposed to over the decade, we're now talking about a hundred million dollars difference. 
That's insane to me. That one one league, one team in one league is going to make a hundred million dollars more over another over the course of a decade, and that freaks everybody out that's involved in college athletics. Speaking of college athletics, John, your boy Greg Sankey, one of your favorite people on the planet. Is that fair to say? Sure. Uh, he actually made a proposal that I think makes some logical sense, and it isn't just self-serving in terms of only good for him and his constituents. Oh, that's bullcrap. It's actually good for the state of college football. Really? Yes, the commissioner of the SEC, who, by the way, is on the NCAA Division I Council that has to approve all of these kind of measures. Of course. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? (laughs) Who else would you have there? Fair point. But what Greg Sankey proposed is that we move the early signing period. Okay. Not a drastic move, not eliminating it, but moving it in the calendar to earlier in December. It would occur before conference championship games. So in, in, during that, that would be that Wednesday in between rivalry Saturday and conference championship Saturday. Like yes. they, somewhere in the middle of that week. Yes, it'd be that, that Wednesday between the two. I am all for it. Because that's one less thing we have to deal with once everyone starts going all Looney Tunes after the conference championship games. When we start really firing everybody and the portal opens up and you got to try to figure out your signing class while you're hosting official visits from the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I'm here for it. Now, you just... his Sankey's reasoning is you cannot be doing the the signing day, signing period, while you're preparing for playoff games takes away from the I, I guess that's sort of what he's saying is that it, it, it doesn't work into the schedule finally somebody said there's too much going on we have to make some sort of change we can't have playoff games portal window coaching hirings and a, a signing day what what can we change we can't change the playoff that's set in stone right now for two years sure the expanded version remember we're gonna be playing games on home campuses you can't move I mean there's still some some talk about moving the portal we'll get to that in a minute the portal window but you, you can't change when the people are going to hire and fire coaches you can't change all the staff movement what can you reasonably alter and I think it makes the most sense to do this well and well what's the point of an extra three weeks of recruiting that's their that's that's sort of their argument that like half of December is a dead period anyway yeah and so, you know where you're going to go at that point unless you are one of those who's just waiting on the next NIL offer to come in that's stronger than the last one. Right now, the dead period ends once that week, or the dead period starts once that signing period ends, like the end of that week. And I think the rest of December through the holidays because they don't want coaches contacting high school kids in the middle of Christmas Day. Yeah, they can't, can't help themselves. So, <laughs> so the, the idea is we'll make almost all of December other than the couple of days that lead up to the you know the signing period, make that a dead period. I'm here for it. I'm a hundred percent here for it. Does it help the calendar? Because that so, you and slightly, I spent, slightly, we've spent multitude of shows discussing the December calendar and what it's doing to the health of the sport. Yeah, I, well, I think it's a it's a massive problem. I would go one step further though, and I'd put a signing period in August. Now, Sankey addressed that, and what he said was. A high school signing period in August. He said that 
there hasn't been like a great deal of research and input for a summer signing period, but they did. He said somebody talked to high school coaches in Texas who were against it. And he said that now, again, this is coming from Sankey, not from me. He says that moving the high school or moving the signing period earlier in December helps the health of high school football. And he said that's why this decision is being made. Again, don't shoot the. I mean, I can understand it. Like it's, I, I get both sides of the argument. I, I personally believe there should be one, but I can understand the argument of, well, what if you just blow up your senior year? Like hit a growth spurt in the summer of going into your senior year and you just take off. Yeah. So like, I, I can understand, but there's so many guys who you entered the camp circuit as like a freshman. But I think I think to to the point though, the high school coaches want to give guys as much opportunity as possible, and if. In their eyes, I'm not saying this is a perfect world in either direction you go, but if you institute a summer signing period, you close off a hefty amount of roster spots right then and there for the next season. And I think the concern is what that does to, like you said, not some of the late bloomers and some of the guys who aren't ready, and then you mix that with the transfer portal. By the time, you know, the next period for them to... to to sign up, rolls around, do they actually have a spot? They should. And this is on the coaches to, to to prioritize your recruiting. To not sign a kid in August because you're able to sign him and then drop him in December because you can grab a portal kid. Like, I I think if you're going to do this, you need, it's not like just taking a placeholder commitment and then figuring it out later, like a lot of recruits do. I think, though, to pull that off, if we ever do get a summer signing period, whether it's June, July, August, I think that you would have to change the portal window. And Sankey said that there are a lot of coaches. Remember, he's he's basically speaking for his coaches in the SEC. But he said there's a lot of coaches who would like to see a portal window, or a lot of people in college football, who want to see the portal window eliminated in the fall. I 100% back that. 100%. Would that fix some of our problem? One, it takes something completely off the December table. Well, and I think it takes away so many emotional decisions to enter the transfer portal. Where you're coming off a season, you didn't like what you had, you got mad at your coach, and you're mad at him for taking an interview for another job or whatever, and you're just going to go get in the portal. I think only having one window allows some of the the just craziness that happens with the transfer portal. I'll, I'll go a step further. I think it really helps call or helps high school football if you remove that. Because then it isn't this numbers crunch and guys don't know if they should commit or not or don't know if they can commit. The school may tell them a week before signing day, hey, uh, there's a bunch of dudes in the portal we're talking to right now. Hold on. And then they lose their spot. This is happening throughout the sport. That guys are, and, and I'm not talking about the five stars, the four stars. They all got some place to go. They're fine. But there's a, a ton more three stars than there are four and five stars. And they're not getting some of the opportunities and they're having their scholarships essentially taken away because they're going to fill with a transfer portal guy instead because they've been talking to this guy, not legally, for like two months and they really like him now and so they're going to back off the recruit right before signing period. So if you eliminate that whole transfer portal window, I think you help the health of high school recruits trying to figure out where they're going to go. I think eliminating that portal window does just so many benefits for the sport because we're not just 
kind of, and for lack of a better term, we're kind of freaking out in December right now. There's so many things going on that I think some coach hiring and firings could be subsided a little bit. And I think guys would maybe want not enter the portal as eagerly as they do right now when you're just coming off the season and you're mad about everything. Got a good question on the Adams Curving text line. We'll answer on the other side about high school players and commitments. Don't go anywhere. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Winter means colder weather and hot deals on Takeuchi at Bennett Equipment. We have Takeuchi track loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments ready to go to work today. Why settle for less with other brands when you can have the best in Takeuchi? Stop by any of our four convenient locations and see why Bennett and Takeuchi set the standard for equipment sales and rental. And remember, when you need equipment in the upstate or northeast Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, Clemson's choice for great dining, is pleasing you with their innovative food. Featuring two for $25 menu choices like Cajun or Creamy Alfredo, fried calamari, garlic basil pesto, meatball sub, or spaghetti, all served with Texas toast. Two entrees for just $25. And remember, Wine Wednesdays. Choose select wines for just $5 per glass. Open daily for lunch and dinner and brunch on Sundays. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, 1310 Clemson Boulevard at the Best Western. Bosch is hosting a direct hire event for maintenance technicians at 1100 Scottsbridge Road in Anderson on Tuesday, February 27th from 9 to 2. Recently increased pay rates and multiple shifts. Learn more and RSVP at hdijobs.com backslash Bosch. Tired of going out to eat and paying $10 to $20 for a meal, let alone breakfast? If for some reason you haven't heard the news yet, our good friends at Wendy's have the best valued breakfast around. Their two for three dollars Biggie bundle includes two of either sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Two items, three dollars. Great food, greater value. Check out our Wendy's breakfast if you haven't already. Your bank account will thank you later. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings?
Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar. Your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Looking for a tractor, a UTV, a trailer, a tractor attachment. Go visit Mahindra Anderson. They're going to guarantee to be any competitor's price. They got the best customer service and the best quality parts in the upstate. They sell the high quality, just top of the line Mahindra tractors. They got the 2024 1600 series in stock right now. It's on their website, MahindraVanderson.com. You can check out all the new inventory, big, small, whatever you're looking for in terms of a tractor, whatever the needs are for it. Mahindra's got you covered. Uh, just various amounts of different things you can do with with their line of um, 1600s. Uh, but they go even beyond that with all the different UTVs that they have. Go check them out, MahindraOfAnderson.com. They're located at 507 Pyramidary Road in Anderson. And so they're close to Greenwood. They're close to Greenville. They're close to Clemson. Wherever you're at here in the upstate, look for a tractor and there's no one time of the year to buy tractors. It just depends on what time of the year you're doing the most work. Go check them out. Mahindra Vanderson's always got the quality inventory in stock and the best service department around as well to handle all your financing. It's just a one-stop shop for everything you need for a brand-new tractor. Plus, check out their pre-owned inventory as well on their website, MahindraVanderson.com. 654-ROAR. John, we got an interesting question on the Adams Curving text line. Texas, just a question. It's not just a question. It's a very good question. Why not just allow high school players to sign and commit as they want? Do you have an answer to that? Uh, in my opinion, I don't think coaches would ever go for it because then that would impact their ability to keep them at an arm's distance to get portal guys. Well, it's it's probably designed now with the roster construction in mind. I don't know that it was that way 20 30 years ago we were more about protecting the you know the 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 high school recruits and whatnot now for me i i would have no problem with with allowing that to happen for the high school we're talking about two different things yes not portal high school well i'm talking about two different entities here high school football and the recruits versus the college like they're, they're they're on very different timelines and how they operate right and so I think it would be almost impossible to get a coach or, or coaches to agree to something like that because then they, they they can't control their roster as much. Exactly. I think that would be – and it depends on how you recruit, right? Like I think for Clemson, that would be a very good model because I think if whoever they, – because they're selective in giving out offers, and so I think they do their due diligence before the offer is given. But if you go to, I'll use, for example, when Bobby Petrino was at Louisville, they offered like over 500 kids in one cycle. Yeah. Who was it? The, um, the lazy the lazy recruiting staffs, they, they, this would not go well for them. 
Because what happens? Because they just toss out stuff. What would happen is you would you would get a commitment and a guy would sign and then you try to run him off because you need yep. his roster spot for somebody else. Exactly. So it, it doesn't help the kids. I I think the recruits have changed in how they want. It used to be you wanted to wait until the last minute. You know, like you, you sort of wanted to accumulate everything you could, go on every trip, use every perk, and then sit down and make the decision in January or February what you wanted to do. But now the, the recruiting season has changed. Where you make your biggest impact is right now. It's the spring and the summer. You know, the fall, you're getting them on campus for some games. You're rolling out the red carpet for them, but you're not pushing them. You're not You're not trying to stress to them, hey, come on, come on. That, we're doing that in June in official visits now. Right. That That's become more of the spring and summer routine. Guys you're bringing in for games in the fall are juniors and sophomores. And yeah, you bring in some of your commits if you're trying to round out your class or something like that. But most official visits and a lot of these classes are being built and done in the summer before the season even starts. Now a lot of high school players are trying to get this done and taken care of from a commitment standpoint before their senior year. Right. They don't want to deal with this when they start their season. Some guys, it used to be you needed your final season. Scouting has advanced to a degree. Technology, film. Well, and the ability to go to these rivals and 247 camps and like there's just so many more opportunities to be seen. You're seen way earlier in your career. You're, You're evaluated and scouted. It's advanced. Way beyond just, how'd you do your senior year? How many yards did you have? How many tackles did you finish with? By then, the coaches don't care. The coaches have already decided whether they think you're good enough. So it, it's just it's just a changed industry. It's just an evolved industry. I think it would benefit some high school players that could do that. I don't think it would benefit college coaches. And I don't want to see guys getting their scholarships stripped before they ever set foot on campus. I mean, we, we have that now, John. It happens now with commitments. You know, especially three-star guys are told, yep, we got a spot for you. Come on. You commit. You don't sign yet. You commit. And then the transfer portal happens, and this guy it's leaves, it. and that guy, and then... Well, it's the reason we have the term non-committable offers. Yeah. That's the craziest thing to me is that we we have non-committable offers out there. Hey, we're going to offer you the scholarship, but you're not allowed to take it. Yeah. It's... That's a problem in the sport, but... I don't know what we can do about it. But I do think there has to be some protection of the high school players, and that's why I think keeping it to where there's a designated period helps protect them a little bit. And I, and I don't think coaches would ever go for having to basically just kind of figure out their roster. Every I mean, they're already doing it now every single day, but I don't know that you want just a random just a random May day a guy signs and you're going, okay, he's not committed, he's signed. <laughs> so we got to take You want to keep the fax machine on 24-7, 365? Or you just want to plug it in twice a year? I prefer the nostalgic feel of firing it up twice a year. That's just me. Good question, though. Uh, does it have anything to do with the transfer portal, though? I don't I don't know that it does. Um, I think the transfer portal window would make a lot of sense, make more sense if we eliminate it from the December calendar. I agree. If we did a post-spring now the only the only issue I really see I mean there's probably more but the, one of the biggest issues I see with that is it gives you limited amount of time as a college coach to assemble your personnel and figure out what you're going to look like in 2024 or 20 you know like the, the well, fall. Then be good at your high school recruiting. Don't rely so much on the one portal window. Yeah, and I think until players adjusted, you would have an enormous amount of guys in the portal at once, and they would be it would take a while to find homes. 
Some of them may not find a home well, until right when the, the fall semester starts. Then do your due diligence before you enter the portal. Oh, I know. I yeah, know. I, 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 I'm saying it's listen, just, I, I don't want to keep giving more and more reasons and incentives to just willy-nilly enter the portal because you're upset about any given thing. Like, I, I want there to be more thought put into it. That's why I am all for removing the December window. I, I just I don't think it, it does as much good as it, it's doing that's bad to me personally. Yeah. I and just, I also think the windows are too long. I I definitely think the windows are too long, especially the one, the, the December window. The, you the, don't need November a month to figure out if you want to enter the portal or not. I tend to agree with that. But I, I do think, though, the other issue with, with that is you're going to have a coach working with a lot of players who aren't even going to be there for the fall. And, and coaches don't like that. I mean, they don't like spending their time and energy and resources into a guy that they know is about to leave. Do you think the number of entrants into the transfer portal would go down if we just had one window in the spring? Well, maybe, but couldn't you just enter the portal and not go through spring ball? You just can't actually, you know, pick your your new destination until the window opens. But you could go ahead and announce that you're entering the portal and like, like a pre-registration kind of thing. Yeah, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you have to be progressing towards a degree and the second you enter say you're entering the portal the school doesn't have to honor your scholarship anymore well i mean there has to be a window for that i guess i got well, well, so I, then we're back to having a window in december yeah. to create a window to yeah but if you're already enrolled you're working towards your degree so that's what i'm saying if you did it i thought before spring ball if i i don't i don't want to see much guys out there who aren't gonna be around like if i'm a coach i am not i'm not i'm not signing up for that i'm not doing that I'm not coaching guys I know are out the door. That's a, that's a waste. It's a waste of my time and in priorities. So I I don't I don't know that I want to completely eliminate. Maybe change it to what if what if you just did a portal window for like two weeks in January? The well, problem you, is the, class. You got to be enrolled. Well, no. The problem is the playoff is now that expanded too, yeah. to where we're going all the way to. January the, what is it, 14th 15th. or something now. Yeah, we're almost going to be playing past the drop-ad date for the spring semester. I mean, the NFL's going to be halfway done with the playoffs by the time the college championship is played. Don't forget that. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's no good answer to that. This is such a mess. It is. I just want to eliminate the December window or limit it drastically. To like two weeks. I was going to say a week. I'm fine with that. I mean, the the less amount of time, the better, because the longer we keep keep this window open, oh, it's just more tampering we can do, Brad. Yeah, tampering. Like we is. almost have to condense this thing to be so small to almost like, you know, we were talking about earlier how you have to have the dead period in recruiting to so because coaches can't help themselves. Like we need to do that with the transfer portal too. Well, John, we can't stop tampering. We have, we're going to have to find another measure than saying don't do that to stop tampering. Because the NCAA is not going to enforce it. It's clear as day. That will not change, in my opinion. I agree with you. Do I think it's the biggest problem with the portal? Yes, I do. I think I was getting tampered with, gosh, years in advance well, now. Oh, We have Caden Proctor out here on national television openly talking to us about how Iowa tampered with his recruitment. What is it we, we, we've talked about, too, that... If you recruit a guy, you never stop recruiting a guy? Yeah, because if you remember, 
The yeah. way recruiting used to go, if you didn't get the guy, and then the coaches would cuss you up and down and yep. would delete your contact or whatever. Now it's good luck at your next step, bud. We'll be we'll be rooting for you because they know the recruitment's never over until they get to the NFL. Stay in touch. The coaches will tell. I, I'm telling you, going on. They'll tell the recruit, "Don't lose my number." No hard feelings, but man. Coach, stay I'm going, in touch. I'm, I'm going to Alabama. It's okay. Go to Alabama. That's fine. I understand. You know, you got to do what's best for you. You don't lose my number, man. You, anything ever happens, you you got a problem, you just need somebody to talk to. Keep that keep that relationship door open. Hey, man, you played a great game last week. Just wanted to let you know we think you're playing really well right now. Keep up the good work. Uh, or you didn't play this week, man. I know that stinks. Keep working really hard. Eventually, you'll get to play. Maybe here. You remember back when I told you you were in high school, you would have been playing by now. So tampering, I don't think will ever be enforced by the NCAA. I, I might be dead wrong. I hope I am. I don't see it. I, there's not enough teeth. There's not enough people with with the ability and not enough care from the offices in Indianapolis to go after tampering. They're not going to stop it. Well, they don't have the manpower. They're just not. They've, they've made it clear they're not going to do anything about it. So we need to change the avenues in which tampering is occurring to stop, or at least to curb tampering. Coaches aren't going to call each other out by name. They're not doing it. That's As much as we have have wanted that at times, but it's not going to happen. So we need to move, I guess, some pieces off the board or move move things around to maybe try to keep tampering from being such a big deal. We're, We're not going to stop it. But can we eliminate some of the easy avenues that cause it? Maybe. That's the only thing. I mean, we're not... <laughs> i got no faith. No faith in the powers that be to stop that. I mean, isn't really the only way that this ever gets fully corrected is when the breakaway happens. There's a governing body that's put in place that can actually enforce and regulate things? Well, maybe not even to that degree. Maybe it's just simply paying the players under the umbrella of the universities and you're under contract. Good, and what what happens in the NFL if you tamper? You get caught. Oh, and yeah, and in then the NBA, Major you, League you Baseball, get, you get fined, and they take draft picks from you. Yeah, they'll they could they could find you and take roster spots from you. Now, where the NCAA is that body of that we're talking about remains to be seen. But if 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 we have contractual elements into this thing, and they're under the umbrella of the universities, then I think I think tampering just stops. That that's how you that's how you eliminate it. You don't even allow it to occur because they're in a contract, and you can't mess with that. I've been saying for a long time, I'm I'm ready to get them on contract and let's pay them. You want to get sued? Do you want Ohio State suing Michigan? Do you want? Well, okay, that's a bad example. They they probably would love to do that. Do you want? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Michigan getting to square off against Ohio State in a courtroom? That's where dreams are made of in want, Ann Arbor. Do you want to see Pat Narduzzi filing a lawsuit? Nope, nope. In, against against nope. a team in another state. In California, oh gosh, filing in in, in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, fighting against a team that's all the way across the country in California. I don't need to see a Pat Narduzzi deposition about Lincoln Riley. Yeah, actually, that'd be entertaining. <laughs> uh, Pat Narduzzi under oath would probably give you some some quotes. Uh, ACC Network idea: You want to get some audience. Put the deposition on live TV. 654 Roar. More to come. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. 
you'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449 West Union. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, team building, and leadership training. Call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash Upstate today. Again, call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash Upstate today. One of the things I love most about this time of year is the great selection of items I can find at any Ingles market to throw on the grill. Ingles truly has it all, from hand-cut steaks to fresh fruits and vegetables, burgers, chicken, fresh seafood, everything you could want to entertain friends and family, all right there at Ingles. If you're on your way to the beach or a nearby attraction, use your Ingles Advantage points to fill up and save money. Planning a family reunion, maybe a wedding or anniversary celebration, Check out all the options your Ingalls Deli can offer and put together for you. And don't forget our Ingalls Pharmacy Department, where you'll find any first aid or sunscreen product you need to keep safe during the summer. There are all sorts of great reasons why I shop at Ingalls, and the same applies to you and your family. You'll find an Ingalls near you all over the upstate and western North Carolina. Make Ingalls your grocery like I have. That's Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data? 
$25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan at an amazing price with no contracts. Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Totalmente. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar. Where every day is game, game day. Back here live on the roar, 10.44 a.m. on this Friday edition. A couple things here to pass along to you. And don't forget, we're going to have Landon Walker coming up top of the hour where we'll dive into the big win at Daytona this week and also spring ball. A former Clemson Tiger, member of the William Byron team that just won Daytona. So we'll, uh, we'll catch up with Landon, who's been on our show many times this past fall. Uh, we'll get him on uh, coming up in just a little bit. First, I want to tell you a couple things. One, we had a caller get in earlier and ask us uh, off-air question about why the upper state uh, tournament or, or playoffs, whatever, basketball playoffs, are being held in um, Florence. <laughs> There's nothing upper state about Florence, John. That, that is correct, yes. Geographically speaking, you don't have to be geographically challenged to, to get the fact that that's hey, not an upper state. Geographically challenged with athletics. It's a perfect mix. We've been doing it in the collegiate ranks now for the last few years. Fair. And why did why have we realigned college athletics the way we have? What was the reasoning? Money. That's also the same thing here, from what I've been told. Uh, the South Carolina High School League Commission approved this uh, last year, and I think it was you know, the amount of money and resources and stuff they could commit. Uh, it just happened to be the location. It doesn't doesn't really matter anymore. You know, it's sort of weird. Even in high school sports, we don't, we don't let geography make any decisions. We base it on financial ramifications. Now, if you're traveling from the upstate to Florence, that's a financial ramification in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there in terms of uh, the decision-making on that. I don't make those decisions. I'm just passing along to you. What I know. 654-ROAR. You want to get in with us. Uh, the other thing I want to pass along to you is Dell McGee, who we talked about yesterday, is one of the candidates being zeroed in on by Georgia State. Uh, has been, well, I'll use the word in quotation marks because I don't like this word, offered the Georgia State head coaching job. Now, Del McGee, of course, is the running backs coach at Georgia. Uh, the other finalists, according to Pete Thamel, were informed this morning that they aren't getting the job. There's only one guy left. The deal is not finalized, but all signs point to Kirby Smart losing a staff member to be the new head coach at Georgia State. They're zeroing in on. Yeah. It's, it's not a done deal because nothing's ever a done deal until it's a done deal. All right? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't over till it's over. But I would not be surprised if he is gassing up the car and beginning the drive from Athens to Atlanta here in some point today. Feels over. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to... Uh, and and one more that. thing here, folks. Do you have, If you're looking for something to do for lunch today or you just want to be entertained in person, go by Landscaper Supply in Piedmont, 6601 Highway 81 North. Out of Bounds is going to be there from 12 to 3 today. They're going to have some free food. Go on by and see them. No better place to be on a Friday afternoon 
then go and watch Quack and Ben live in person at Landscaper Supply. There you go. We just made your lunch plans for you, hanging out with Out of Bounds. I, I can think of a better way to enjoy lunch uh, than, than hanging out with Quack. Sometimes I'll cook you a steak. Sometimes. Allegedly. He, he's going to need to be cooking us one here in, in about six weeks. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to opening day. Is that when we're getting our steak? Well, we did it last year. Okay. Just, just, I, it's like, it's like the NCAA, it's like the, it's like the football game for EA Sports until I have it in my hands. I don't necessarily believe it. I keep hearing about it. People keep telling me it's coming and there's trailers and I see Qualk. Not every day, but some days. Most days. Well, not this time of year. But I just, until it's in my hands, I'll believe it when I see it. Tahoe Chad, you're up next. How you doing this morning? Busby playing golf, but I didn't realize in North Carolina on the coast over here there was a nor'easter plan, so I missed the missed the memo. But we will get after it tomorrow, bright and early. So, um, got a little baseball series coming up there, Brad. Bourbon and barbecue. Yeah, we were talking about that galore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chat. What do you make of the fact that tonight tickets in Chapel Hill that I can sit on the third baseline? for uh, $12, but on Sunday in Greenville, the cheapest ticket I can get is standing room only in the outfield at 70 Because those people are insane in Greenville. Great, I say it, I take, I'll take it to my grade. It's the greatest baseball atmosphere in East Carolina, especially for a UNC game. There's not much, you know, if you like to drink, uh, it's a great spot to be. Um, you know, if you'd like to get sick after drinking, it's a great spot I mean, to, to be. To be honest uh, with you, Tar Hill Chad, I, I, for people who don't drink, I recommend not going to that game. <laughs> I mean, really, you are, you're not wrong. Yeah. I have been there sober, by the way, but I have been to that stadium. Yeah. It is, it, you, you're probably not going to have as good a time unless you've had a few beverages. Some, some bourbon you know, and barbecue, as Chad said. Yeah. But the uh, but John's question, I mean, the baseball, I mean, UNC baseball fans kind of light. just depends on the situation. So um, good venue for both. But East Carolina baseball just takes it to a whole nother level. It's like being at a Ole Miss football game or, a, you know, it's just uh, different. So two good teams. So East Carolina still great baseball program. Should be an entertaining weekend. I was just telling John, you know, they're playing the, the off game in Fayetteville, which is if anyone's been to Fayetteville, hmm. It's probably low on the places you would go back the second time if you went the first time. Oh, <laughs> so yes. that, that's kind of odd. Unless you are, uh, unless you've been stationed near there, there's really no reason yeah. to be in Fayetteville. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Better be good. Be, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to watching Tony Bennett on Saturday. I'd rather hang off the side of the Empire State Building, you know, with trying to find a set of AirPods dangling in the air to watch Tony Bennett. Uh, we have struggled up there the last. 10, 12 years. Um, it's been a long time since we won in Charlottesville. So hopefully we can, you know, squeak a win out 28, 27, you know, something like that. Kick a field goal at the end to, uh, get out of there with a win. Just don't, um, don't throw an interception late and you'll be okay. I hope though. We've it's had North Carolina. Off. They're probably going to though. Yeah. They, you know, we've had a week off, Brad. I just, you know, we needed it for various reasons. I think probably everybody does to get a little healthy, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we're the better team. Uh, it's just been a tough place to play. Plus, Virginia got absolutely annihilated, you know, recently. Quite frankly, all of Virginia losses, for the most part, 
they have looked terrible. I mean, yeah. they've gotten their doors blown off. Yeah, we, we were right? talking about that. We were talking about that earlier this week after they got ripped to shreds the other night. That yeah, that that's sort of their mo. And they they don't just lose; they get they get pounded. They, you either in a they either win a close game or they get blown out by thirty. That's just who they are. My biggest concern is that, and I I and this may maybe you guys disagree. I think if Virginia loses this game, they're in trouble not making the tournament. I think they have to have this to feel good about it because uh, their losses and the way they're it's, what's their net now? I mean, it's they've been around it's 50. not great, is it? Yeah, they've um, yeah. They they've been hovering around. I mean, I, I I think they need to be inside the top fifty. They're forty seventh right now, so they're just inside there. But if they get if they get margined, if they get covered on by UNC this weekend, they, they could fall out of the top fifty. Uh, Wake Forest, Duke. I'm taking Wake Forest. I don't know what the spread's going to be. Um, I think it's a terrible spot for Duke. I think Wake's playing well. Um, it'll be one of the best atmospheres of the year. Yep. Um, I do like Forbes. I like a lot of what Forbes has been saying this week in the media. I love it. Give me more of it. Um, and I think this Wake Forest team passes the eye test, and I think they're going to give uh, Duke all kinds of problems on the road. So I'll, look, I'll take Wake, whatever that. What do you think the spread's going to be on that game? Do you think Duke will be favored? Yes, but not by much. Okay. Like a two-point. Two and a half points, something like that. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe three, something like that. Who's Clemson got this weekend? Florida State comes to town tomorrow night. Yeah, you got to win at home. Although I swear, for for a top thirty net team, Clemson has is has to have the worst home record of any team. It's bizarre has to be. Uh, I actually I can tell you that. Um, let's see. They lost four at home. Am I right or five? <laughs> four. four. Nine and four at home. Yeah. No one inside the top thirty-three has that many home losses. Unbelievable, and they are still comfortable in by a mile. It just, it, yeah, I don't. It, I bet if Brad O'Neill, he's probably just scratches his head. That's one of the craziest stats, especially in basketball with home home court being such a huge advantage. So, anyway, uh, you guys take care. Have a good weekend, John, and uh, hopefully your Pirates lose too. Take care. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> Always good to hear from you. I, ugh, North Carolina, Virginia. I, I hope the line is is high enough that it makes sense to take Virginia, but low enough that North Carolina can can still win the game. Like, I want I want North Carolina to, to win the game. Well, I don't say I don't want them to win the game. Target Brad. I would. <laughs> I would advise taking Virginia against the the spread if the points are just high enough. I think North Carolina wins outright though. That that feels like a three point win, two point win. That feels like it comes down to the last possession kind of thing, does it not? No, it does. Yeah, it's going to be a very close game. I just like Chad's point of twenty eight twenty seven. I think that's a good score prediction. Don't there. throw the late interception. It's haunted you before in Charlottesville. I mean, at the end of the regular season, it, it never things don't normally go wrong for North Carolina at the end of the regular. They season. They lost there at, at 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 Charlottesville this year, right? Yeah. Honor Tony Elliott at halftime or something. Okay, maybe honor's a strong word. Show Tony Elliott yeah, at halftime. Yeah, let, let, let him pump up the crowd a little bit. Kind of just rub it in a little bit to North Carolina. I would. Absolutely. I'm petty like that, though. Like, I would be doing all... Oh, if, if if my team beat you in... Like, if I'm an administrator and my team beat you in football, we're, we're making note of that on the scoreboard or somewhere We're running a highlight package. Yeah. 
hundred percent we're running a highlight package at halftime. I'll bring on the whole blame football team if I have to. Oh, yeah, bring them all on court. Let's honor them and make a whole thing out of it. Absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him do it because I don't think people fully grasp it how heated of a rivalry this is between North Carolina and Virginia. It's the oldest in football. Yeah. It's like the old one of the. I think it is the oldest in in the country. I guess sustained or whatever, but. Um, Those two schools, I know, will never separate from each other, but they do not like each other. <laughs> I just some things you you just hope for in your heart, you know, you just pull for them. Um, wouldn't 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 hurt my feelings. If I, you, I would just you yeah. In North Carolina. If I it. had the ability to work the jumbotron at the John Paul Jones Arena there in Charlottesville, we'd be running some football clips for sure. Who are you picking in that game? We don't have a spread in front of us. Just who you like straight up. I lean Virginia That's slightly, crazy. slightly lean Virginia, just because like you know Chad brought up just how difficult of a place it has been for the Tar Heels over the years, and Tony Bennett's defense has always seemed to come out strong at home against North Carolina. Do you buy his idea that this is a must win for Virginia in terms of the tournament? Not not as much a must win as Chad does now. They're three and three in quad one, three and three in quad two. So this would get them back on the winning side of things in quad one. It would be huge for the resume. I don't think they're going to fall out necessarily if they lose this game. But, again, they still got Duke. They'll beat BC and Virginia Tech. But they still got Duke coming up as well. You lose both of those, and then you don't have a good tournament. You you really might find yourself sitting on the bubble. But they have to play Virginia Tech again? Yeah. Something like that. But that'll be at home, so I, I think they should be able to. Respond. I don't think it's going to be that bad again against the Hokies. I'm taking North Carolina because I think it's just as important to the Hills. They're playing for seeding. They're playing to win the ACC regular season. They've had some time off. There's a lot of motivation here for North Carolina. This is not just go through the motions kind of game like we saw at Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, this this is a big game for North Carolina because Duke's now tied with them. I mean, you look at the standings and you can't help but see the four letters. Use whatever four letters you want to describe Duke. But you can't help but but see those. And so if you're North Carolina, you you, you gotta gotta take this stuff seriously from here on out. There's no more coasting. There's no more the league runs through me and all that garbage. You gotta go out and and and, and earn it. I could also see to your point of the ACC runs through me, if they find out a tip off that Wake Forest beats Duke. Oh would that hurt or help them? Hurt them. You think so? I think they'd be like, oh, okay, then yeah. Well, then the ACC now does run through us because Duke lost today. I would think it would motivate them to say, hey, now we can really get a leg up on the on the standings. I, to me, I, I guess it depends on how how important is it to win the regular season title. If you're North Carolina and you want to do that and you want the top seed in the ACC tournament, you kind of need to win this game. Because Duke's not going anywhere, man. Duke's playing well right now. They're, Duke's one of the more improved teams from December to now. You agree with that? Oh, yeah. They were not playing a good brand of basketball at the beginning of the conference play. It wasn't fun to watch. No. They had not really come together. They're now 12th in the net rankings, 6-2 and two quad one record, 13-2 and two at home. Uh, you got to go to their building in, in the end of the regular season. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's it, there's a lot of motivating, back, motivating factors for all three of those teams we just talked about, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia. And there's a lot for Clemson, too. We'll discuss that coming up later on in hour three when it gets started here. But first, Landon Walker is going to join us, former Clemson football player, live. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. 
WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT 